the 13th chapter, beginning at the 31st verse. And it reads, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Yet um, ye shall seek me, and, and as I say it unto the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one to another. And Simon said unto him, Lord, whether thou goest, Jesus said, answered him, Whether I goeth, thou cannot follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterward. And Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for your sake, for thy sake. And Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto you, the cock shall not crow until thou hast denied me three times. Today I want to form a text of how will people know that you are God's disciple? The question is, do you love one another? Do you love one another? Yes, sir. And see, the world is looking for love. Uh -huh. It's looking for somebody to show them what love is. You have people in the world who, who, who seek love in all the wrong places. They love their automobile. They love their house. They love their spouse, which is good. They love their dogs. They love all things, but God said, if you are my disciple, you need to show love to one another. I'm not talking about the inauthentic love. I'm talking about the real love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That he that believes on him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. So love has a ability right there to hide a multitude of sins. See, it's not a love that has to be reciprocated. That means that I love you because you love me. No, it's love unreciprocated, if that's a word. That, that, that means that even if you don't love me, I still love you. That's difficult. Because most people want, want to have folks that they want to be around people who are friendly to them. Yes. But God said, bless those who curse you. Yeah. Yeah. And despite they try to use you. Yeah. Can you be that kind of Christian today? My God. My God. Can you be the kind that, 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 that will still speak when you talk about yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who will still have a capacity right there to still show love to you when you go 
one of them money puppets and make me look bad. That's the kind of love that Jesus had. Because what they did, what they did to Jesus was they said that he was a sinner. Uh-huh. Yeah. He good, sir. made wine, water into wine, and they say it was a wine bill. No matter what he did, they still found a way to say that he was just like them. Because people are always trying to find people just like them. Birds of the feather flock together. But you know you have to be a nonconformist to live to love. Yes. Yes. A non-conformist is, as Dr. King said, he was a drum maker who was marching on the wrong beat. Ah. Everybody else was feet down, he was beat up. Yes. Because he was different. Yes. Because in order to be a part of God's world, you cannot be a part of this world. You can live here, but not be a part of the yes. world. Yes. Say that. Most folks want to be like Mike. Oh my God. They said, well, I would want to be like Mike. I'd like to have some of Mike's money. But let me tell you something. With the money comes a whole lot of heartaches. Yes. You know, I think that I was a lot happier when I was living in a one-room shack. I could see the stars at night and see the chickens in the day. I didn't have to worry about people trying to take what I had. Now every time I look around, somebody's trying to get something from me. And you know, I, I, I'm learning now that, that, that God says, well, if a man takes your coat, give him your clothes also. I'm finding how significant that is because, first of all, you go to heaven, you ain't going to need no coat up Because see, God is able to give you everything that you need. If you show love to one another, he needs to be able to differentiate you from other people in this world. And it's going to be based on how you love one another. That's good right there. When we look at my family tree, there's some family traits that I have that are unique just to me and my family. A certain type of nose that you have. The certain type of hair you have. The certain type of way you talk. The certain type of way you walk. The certain type of way that you that you go around and you do things in your vocation. They show a distinction between me and my family, family connection. You see, if you are a family of God, you should have some of those same connections. They should be attributes of Christ. You say you're a Christian, you should be Christ-like. If you're not Christ-like, you're a world-like. And the world and God does not have the same characteristics. So you can't say that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a... I'm a member of Jehovah Shalom, but yet you don't ever show any attributes of Jehovah Shalom. Wait a minute. Hold on. What you say, sir? You can't, you can't be two things at once. God said that how can Satan cast out Satan? They said, if you call me Beelzebub, how can I cast out Satan? Satan can't be against himself. Right, right, right. If you say you're a Christian, how can you be a Christian and yet you 
still do those things that are unique to the world. When the world sees you, they don't know any difference between you and the world. And so they say, well, you're a hypocrite. We can no longer fool ourselves like we are on the right road, the narrow road. And when everybody sees us, they see us and they say, oh, they call me at work, they call me OG. I said, what's an OG? Uh-oh. I asked one of them, he said, you're an old gangster. I said, well, I ain't never been a gangster. Oh, God. But you know, you know, people want you to be like them. Come on. Yeah, yeah. People want you to be like them. They want you to do the things that they do. I don't curse on the job. And they curse me, so when I start hearing them curse, I walk out. Yeah. They say, oh, gee, oh, oh, gee, what, what happened? I said, well, I can't stand the curse. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like the world just to be along with the world. Right. I want to be different. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what sanctified is. Sanctified means a set apart. Yeah. Yeah. Set apart. So you have to do something totally different. Yeah. And, 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 and I want you to understand, it's not you doing it, it's what's inside of you. If you don't have anything inside of you, then you're going to do just what Mike does. Come on. But it's what's inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. That makes the difference. Today is the day that God gave us confirmation that He is who He say He is. I don't say it was because He's always existed. Yesterday I attended a funeral, and, and, and sometimes you know you get people who say amen to things that are totally untrue. And, and, and they butchered the English language. Uh-huh. And they said, well, they, they said that this young man was in a class and it was about the punctuation. Mm-hmm. He said every time the young man got to the end of the sentence, he said, period, instead of stop. When he got to a question mark, he said, question mark, instead of, instead of raising his voice to the point where he could show that he was asking a question. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, when he got to the end of the sentence, exclamation point, he, raised, he didn't raise his voice, he said, exclamation point. But then he had a hyphen. And I looked it up. I went home and looked it up. I asked my wife. He said, the hyphen means that you've seen the good part, but the best is yet to come. <laughs> but you see, the reason I'm saying that is because, you see, people say they've been to stuff. That's not even true. <laughs> Jesus. You use a hyphen to separate two nouns. Oh, yeah. You use a hyphen to separate two words. Oh, You're going to use a hyphen to say the good part is happening and the best is yet to come, but let me use it in this point, in this point of view here. I guess this is what he was trying to say was, he was trying to say that Jesus died on the cross was a good part, yeah. uh-huh. but the best came when he rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, often we celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we all love Christmas because I was listening to some commentators on the radio yesterday, and he said, well, I love Christmas because you can put on a sweater and some trousers, and you can have fun, you can go out and party and everything, but on Easter, you have to wear a suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's indignant, but, but, but the thing 
again, you know, Christmas right now, we celebrate things and we give gifts. Yeah. And most people love gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we celebrate with gifts because when Jesus was born in, in the manger, mm -hmm. they brought gifts. Yeah. Gold and frankincense. Yeah. But see, on this day right here, the best day of, of his life was the fact that, 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 that he gave us total atonement by, raised, by being oh. raised from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. He only preached for three and a half years. Yeah. He lived for 30 years. Yes. But during that time he was growing up, he didn't really affect me and mankind. Yes. But in three and a half years, he changed the world. So his birth was unique. It was great. It was a immaculate conception. It was a good thing that he was born because he couldn't die if he wasn't born. But that was his reason for being here. But his real reason for being here was to die on the cross. And because he died on the cross, we now have an opportunity to have the reconnection with the Father God. That thing that Adam lost in the garden. You see, it's nothing like having a family. Because with a family, you can always go back. Sometimes you can mess up, but they'll let you come back. Because they forgive you. The world is not a family that forgives you. What the world does is say, well, you should have thought about that before you did. But when people, when families right now open their arms up and allow you to come back, it's just like God opening up his arms so that we can come back. And see, he knew that we could not get back on our own because that which we had lost, we could never die for our sins. So then he put himself, according to John, in his in a man's body and came down to this earth and allowed the sins of the world to be placed on him. Everybody's sin, your sin, my sin. All sins of the world from the beginning to the end, even Adam's sin was placed on that cross and was crucified. Come on now. Because the Bible said that, that you can only have a redemption of sin by blood. Yeah. Blood is the only thing that will redeem you from sin. Yeah. Yeah. One author said that, that he is the propitator for mankind. A propitator is a person who dies in the place of another. Yeah. He died in our place. Some of you are still trying to die for your sin. Ah. You cannot die for your sins today. So therefore, you ought to love one another. Yeah. 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 We love each other because God loved us first. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't put any strings on it. He didn't say you got to clean yourself up first before you come. He didn't say you got to stop. You got you got to stop stop trying to trying to um, to live a good life. Come on now. Because he's going to help you live a good life. Yeah. yeah. He didn't say that, that, okay, now when you stop lying, then you can come. Look at, look at, uh, look at Peter. He told a lie in his presence. He said, I lay down my life. Some of you are saying that today. 
You're saying, Lord, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Uh-oh. As soon as you get out of the door, you start doing just what you can. Nah. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Come on. Yeah. In my own life, I, I, I had a situation that came up. And I said, Lord, you know, I, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do it your way, and I'm going to do it for you. Come on. And the same thing I said I wasn't going to do, I did. Come on. And you know, I didn't have any strength not to do it. Because the Spirit is the one that gives you the strength. Yeah. It's not you yourself. It's the Spirit that's inside of you that gives you the, the strength. What did Jesus say? Great is he that is within you, that he that is in the world. Satan is all around you. Every day you got friends who are, who are, are who workers for Satan. You got people that, that come in this church who are working just to tear it down. Whatever you fill up. It's their job. I, I don't get mad with them because it's their job. But great is he that is with you. He that is in the world. We got to look at the greater than to look at the weaker. You see, Satan wants to project himself as being almighty. But he's not. He's weak because he's already defeated. So now, when you look at people, don't look at them for what you think they have and what you think they can do for you. Look at them as being a co-equal child of God. Yeah. When I say co-equal, that means they're not greater than you. I'm not greater than them. They're not greater than me. Yeah. We are all children of God because, first of all, there's room at the cross for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has an opportunity to go to, 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 go to heaven, yeah. but not everybody will see it that way. Yeah. Because, you see, some of us are trying to compete for things that are even useless in heaven. Yeah. 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 All right, let me give you this analogy. When you're young, people tell you that education is what you need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Most of the people who are rich are not educated. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go there. Most people who are rich don't have much education. Mm -hmm. Zuckerberg dropped out of college his second year. Yeah, I okay, come on. The man that's over, over a not Apple, but um, Facebook. Facebook Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about the man that's over. Um, yeah, but I don't. I think he graduated from college. Let me go on with somebody. Somebody. <laughs> 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 the fact is, a lot of those rich young folks have no education. They quit school. My God. And they came up with a concept. You see, people are always interested in in in, in catchy phrases. Catch your phrases right there. And, and, and when they when they catch on the catch your phrases, it's like everybody will attach themselves to the same thing. Like 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 this this thing said, Mike said, just just do it. Then you got people walking around with just do it all over the clothes and everything. <laughs> and it's free advertising. But the thing is, we all we are like we are like um magnets. That attract ourselves to certain things. Yeah. So now, two opposites attract, but two like signs they repair. Yeah. We have to be the opposite. I'm still got to be a like sign so that we can 
repel from the world and attract to God. Be attracted to Him. Yes. Because this world has shown us that it will chew you up and spit you out. Satan is like a roaring lion that's going to and fro in the earth, seeking who he can devour. The thing is, if we allow him to, he's going to fool us like we're doing if we're on the right road. And then when we get to the end of the road, we're going to find out who's on the wrong. Oh, my God. How many people are fooled today? Jesus. By the whims and the foolishness of this life. Some people think I can do it for a little while and I can get away with it mm -hmm. and God will forgive me. Yes, he's going to forgive you, but sometimes you get out there so far you can't get back. Yeah. Come on now. Sometimes you can't get back and you can't get your life. We buried a friend of mine yesterday, and my frat brother was the one who preached the eulogy. And he said, there's hope in death. Let me just clarify that. Come on, preacher. When you die, hope is over. You can't hope in something that no longer exists. Yes. You can only hope for those things that uh, have not happened yet, and you're looking forward to it happening. But when you die, it's over. Yes. Death is the finality of hope. Mm -hmm. And when you die, you cannot change your station in life. Yes. You merely wait for the judgment. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking you today, are you ready? Jesus. Are you ready today? If God called you today, would you be ready to go? Or would you be disappointed? We don't want to be disappointed. Those people who, are, who are, have a faith. I'm using Trump's the word now. Do you have a fake religion? They say, well, I hope that I will make it in. But if you're a Christian, you know you're going to make it in. Amen. Amen. How many people know they're going to make it in today? God is not the God of the dead. Yes. But he's the God of the living. Yes. So therefore, we want to make sure that we do those things that are necessary. Yes. For God to let us in. Yeah. What is that? Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Romans 10 and 9 said, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was crucified and raised from the dead, you shall be saved. It didn't say you might be. It didn't say you will be. It said you shall be. Yeah. And shall is the most concrete word that you can use to show that God is who he is. He said, you shall be saved. Yes, yes. Today on this Easter day, we pray that you will celebrate this and you will have it in your heart that Jesus Christ is the one that we need. He's the only one that we need. And the world can't give us what he's already given us. Yes. The doors of the church are now open. We have anybody today seeking a church home.